back at it again. Welcome back, everybody, to the show. Um, we had some decent, some interesting things happen this week, uh, sports news-wise, and coming down to the wire of the NFL season for playoffs, and, you know, we're just getting down to the wire here. That's all that needs to be said. But, um, you know, I, I think this upcoming weekend is going to – we're just going to have more happen this weekend, uh, especially with all these crazy coaching decisions that need to be made, uh, you know, quarterback situations – we're going to have a new national champion this weekend. It's on Saturday, isn't it? What is? The uh, college football national championship. No, it's Monday. It's always it? Monday. I couldn't remember. I was like, uh... no, it's always Monday. Which I think they need a fix. Yeah. What college football season ended, what, like a month ago? Yeah. And we're just getting, I mean, the playoffs are one thing, but like, how quick does it, you know, how fast is it to get the NFL playoffs going? Like usually they do it the following week. Yeah. <laughs> the season after the last game, regular season game is played. But yeah, I guess, I guess we'll see what happens, but, um, you know, after this weekend and after this upcoming Monday, we'll have a new national champion. Maybe, we'll have, or a repeat. <laughs> or a repeat. Who knows? Or we'll, uh, we'll also have a finalized playoff bracket as well for the NFL. Um, and I think that's mainly it. But I'm sure we'll have more drama with Antonio Brown go down too. Um, I did want to talk about that because more happened uh, today with that situation. Uh, here are some text messages about him being injured uh, with his ankle injury. And the Bucks cut him, but they cut him supposedly not knowing that he was injured, um, which in itself is dumb. He's had this ankle injury for a while now, and you know to say that you didn't know anything about it is a little ridiculous in in its uh, in itself. But coming into the week, you know, he texted Bruce Arians about how he wasn't feeling a hundred percent, and Bruce Arians essentially told him that you know we don't rest before the playoffs like all the other teams do. And so he pretty much told him to suck it up. And I guess there's a lot of speculations on what exactly was said on the field, but from what the consistent story is, is that Bruce Arians was going to put him back in the game. Antonio Brown said, no, I'm not feeling a hundred percent yet. Whether it was because he was complaining about, him not getting touches or enough catches or whatever, you know, I, I feel like this is probably more of a valid reason is that, you know, Bruce Aarons was going to put him in the game. Uh, 
Antonio Brown essentially said, no, not feeling it. Like, you know, I'm not a hundred percent. I'm just going to re I keep re-injuring my ankle, which he did last week. And Bruce Arians essentially told him to leave the field and he did. And I don't think he needed to make as big of a deal about it as he did, but that's what happened. And, you know, a lot of different sides of the story here. Um, he's Antonio Brown is also going after Tom Brady and his trainer right now too, which is a whole another thing, but I just wanted to focus more on the, his uh, departure and then him being cut by the, the Buccaneers today. Um, do you think Antonio Brown will get with another NFL team at all? Not this year. No, but you, you do think it's in the cards that he could find another home next year. I mean, somebody gets uh, what do you call it? Uh, if they need one, super bad. Yeah, I could see it. Do, yeah, they do just a little. Something's wrong with them, I think. Well, uh, speaking of which, uh, on that, uh, Rodney Harrison actually came out and said something about it too, and he said that there's no way that he doesn't have CTE right now after the Vontez burst fit, uh, hit. I probably butchered his last name, but I could, see um, that. yeah. It hasn't been and, the same since. Yeah. It's been happening since, you know, he was still in Pittsburgh. Like this has been a lot for him. He hasn't been the same type of guy that people remember him as when he was with the Steelers before that hit. But uh, Ronnie Harrison pretty much came out and said that, you know, he kind of just wants to give it awareness. He said he knows a lot of people who are still suffering and will suffer from CTE for the rest of their life and that the NFL needs to essentially, you know, he wasn't blaming the NFL. He wasn't shaming them, but he was saying that they need to pay more attention to that kind of stuff because Rodney Harrison was coming from a point of, you know, they need to help him uh, with, with dealing with that kind of issue because they haven't really given him anything to, uh, to go into like a program or anything or, you know, anything like that. It's just been, you know, Oh, we know it's there. We, we have health, you know, coverage for them, blah, blah, blah. But they don't stress the importance of, you know, being taking care of yourself, making sure you go through all the correct protocols and everything. Um, but I don't know. I, I'm sure a lot of old school people will remember this too, but like, I remember sometimes, man, even in high school, like you got injured, even if you got concussed, sometimes they'd still be like, yo, you're our best player. You have to play. Like, can you play, you know? And like, how much do you think you can handle? And it's like that whole, I get it. But at the same time, you know, that's, it's, that doesn't make it right. <laughs> and, you know, there's a fine line between, you know, you have passion for the game you know that you're going 100, 120% every day in practice and in the game. But, 
you know, you have to take care of yourself too, because otherwise you're not going to be able to give 110% every game. You're going to be given a hundred percent, but realistically it's like 50 because, you know, you're not at tip top shape because you keep neglecting the issues that are there. And that's across all sports. You know, that's not just football. It's that's across all the sports. Um, so I, I, I think they need to, you know, be more aware of that kind of stuff. They have to, you know, make sure that these guys are taking care of themselves because it, it does lead to problems, you know, later on in life. And they know the risks of getting injured when they come out and play these games. And, you know, I mean, shoot, basketball players know it. Football, baseball, they all know they could get injured tomorrow or, you know, in the middle of a game or whatever. But, you know, it's it's up to the staff and it's up to the players to – make sure that they're taking care of themselves too. Cause you, you know, if you really do want to keep playing the game, like you have to make sure that you stay healthy, you know, it's, that's just how it is. Cause otherwise either it's going to end your career because you're not taking good care, good enough care of yourself, or, you know, it could, you know, end your career in the fact that like you get injured too much and, you know, teams just don't want you because of that reason. Sometimes that can't be helped, but, you know, for the situations that can be helped with that, it's, it's important. It's really important. But, uh, we'll probably talk about it more so when the offseason comes, but uh, in your eyes, what team do you see becoming more desperate for Antonio Brown come the offseason? Wouldn't it be something if the Steelers go get him again? <laughs> that would be pretty crazy. I think it just depends how free agency happens. Yeah. Honestly. Mm-hmm. I think that's just – that's a little hard. NFL's kind of nuts on that type of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It just depends who ends up wanting to retire or what the draft goes or injuries it's... or – Yeah. Yep. It's a very, uh, you know, last minute decision. That's kind of a broad we, question because, you know, yeah. you really don't know. Yeah. Because, like, Giants even. Would be a good fit. Jaguars, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Maybe, maybe the Falcons. I'd probably go with, yeah, I'd probably go with the Lions would probably be the more desperate team just because they don't have a whole lot of weapons on that team. The Jaguars do have weapons. They just got hit by the injury bug and really early on in the season. And, you know, they're, they're rebuilding their team anyways. So they're, if anything, they're probably going to be looking for more youth than, you know, veterans. I mean, they'll probably sign one or two here and there, but um, I feel like the Jags are, I mean, they just fired their head coach again. So it's, they're in a a weird spot right now. Um, The Lions look like they're not going to part ways with their head coach, which is good because I actually like their coach. I think he's doing a good job. He's really turning the program or or the the team around. And they show some glimmers of hope there, you know. Um, No one was really 
prepared for them to really do amazing things this year. So I think that also helps his job security, you know, they weren't, they weren't planning on him taking them all the way to the playoffs or the big daddy, you know? So So. speaking of the NFL Mm -hmm. and people moving around, there's been rumors speculating, picking up that Jim Harbaugh might be uh, coming to NFL head coach again. That'd be crazy. Where where do you think he would end up? Well, I think that's like that's another broad question because there's a lot of teams that could potentially or will have coaching opportunities available. The Raiders, the Broncos will have one. Uh, the Jags, you know, the Jaguars have one. The Raiders. Um, the Raiders are another big one. Maybe um, the Bears. Yep. The Bears. Does the Texans? I think so. I'm not quite sure. I think I think the Dolphins are another one that are kind of up in the air too. The Falcons probably more so the, than any of those guys. The Dolphins need to stay with the coach they got. He's turning yeah. around. Yeah. Uh, the Jets are always kind of on the hot seat with their head coach. Um, that's nothing new. Maybe Minnesota? Yeah, I, I would agree with that one. Because they've, what, this is like the third year in a row that they've missed the playoffs? Yeah. You think it's time for Zimmer to hit, hit the road, Jack? Probably, man. I mean, they, they've been sticking with this one system for so long now that, you know, I don't think uh, – I think he's just lost the attention of the players myself. And that I happens. think so too. That happens everywhere. Yeah. It does, you know, and it sucks. It's but like New England. Yeah. <laughs> well, they have a system, and if you don't agree with the system, then – You're done. Yeah, pretty much, because he finds care. a way. Um, the Giants could also be a, a potential landing spot as well. Um there, there's a lot of vacancies that could happen here. Um, we'll we'll probably find out after the at the end of this week. So um, we'll probably be able to give more of a valid prediction after that. Um, but yeah, uh, to kind of continue with this, uh, you know, team ranking here. Um, Let's look at the playoff picture. I know you wanted to talk about that. Uh, This week alone, there's some interesting things that could happen at the end of this week. So Uh, it's hard to, it's hard to do a prediction on the playoff because there's still so many teams that can go out and go in and right. Well, so here's the kicker. If the Raiders and the chargers tie, this week, both of them make it in. But wait, you're missing the key part. Yeah. And that's uh, Jacksonville's got to be Indianapolis. Yeah. Which could probably maybe happen. <laughs> so the Colts are 0 and 5 against the Jags when they're away. Hmm. Well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. 
Um, I'm glad it has the matchups on here and the playoff bracket. So the Titans will be fine. The Chiefs will be fine. It's so weird seeing. You think Tennessee, though, is it, that's kind of a setup game against Houston? Or you think Tennessee will come out and smack the crap out of them? Uh, does it matter? Like, I, I think Tennessee could could easily, you know, well, whoop on the Texans. You, know why, you know why I'm asking that, right? Is because if Kansas City wins and yeah. Tennessee loses, Kansas City's got the first seed. Yeah. And vice versa. So that's why yeah. I'm asking. That's true. Got a point. You got a point. Well, and if the Bengals win against the Browns uh, and the Titans and the Chiefs both lose, I doubt that would happen, but Bengals would get first. Yeah, Bengals would get first seed. Mm -hmm. And the Bills would be right behind them if they ended up beating the Jets. Mm -hmm. And then uh, the, the Patriots would kind of Stay where they're at right now. So okay, so we got Houston and Tennessee. Oh wait, no, they move up. Losing, yeah. correct? Yeah. And you got the Bills and the Patriots winning. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the way it would sit is Cincinnati one, Tennessee two, Buffalo three, Kansas City four, New England five, Indy six, and the Chargers at seven. Yeah. Which, if anyone can shut down Patrick Mahomes, would be Bill Belichick. Yeah. Yep. It's so crazy to see how many teams like can actually make the playoffs now. You know, I saw a stat. 18 teams are still in the running. That is the second most since 06. That's the last time that this many teams have been in the running for the last week of the regular season for a playoff spot. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's insane. Like we were talking about last last week. It's been a long time since the NFL's been this nuts. Yeah. And there's really no clear favorite. No. No. They've all had their ups and downs and shown their flaws. Yeah. It just depends on when. Now, does that Michael Gallup injury hurt the Cowboys? Mm, I think so. You think that uh, Micah Parsons being out with COVID this week hurts him? Oh, easily. They better hope he doesn't out net for the playoff game. Yeah. Yeah, because... You talk about a game that they need him the most. It's this one. They're gonna. Man, that's something. Dallas yeah. and Arizona could face off again. Yeah. And Dallas got beat by Arizona already at Dallas. So. Yep. <laughs> well, do you want to make a? early prediction on what you think the final playoff bracket would be? 
I think Vol- I'm looking at it right here when I've kind of figured it out. Yeah. Um, let me fix because I was doing weird crap to it. So let me fix some games. I'm just making sure all my ducks are in the row before I do all the talking. Um, so, oh, that doesn't change anything. Um, so what I've got is Tennessee one, Kansas City, and the Chargers are going to be going at it with the two and seven seed, Indy and Cincinnati at the three and six seed, and New England in the Buffalo Bills at the four and five seed. <laughs> And then on the NFC side, I've got Green Bay as the one seed. Obviously, they're locked in. Um, L.A. and New Orleans at the two and seven seed. And then Tampa Bay, Philadelphia at the third and sixth seed. And Dallas and Arizona. So you you do think that the 49ers will lose to the Rams this week? Yeah. Yeah. I... Yeah, I could see that. <laughs> I could see that very easily. Yeah, because that changes stuff. Just that one game changes a lot of stuff in the NFC. Yeah. Plus, I want to see Arizona and Dallas face off against each other. But yeah. I think the Rams could beat Dallas also if that was going to happen. Yeah. I don't think Dallas is going far if anyone has catched on. No, and I, I agree with you. They're starting to play typical Dallas football. Yep. Man, but how the mighty have fallen. Look at Arizona, how far they fell. I know. They could be a it's, fifth seed. They could drop lower than Dallas. They were like they were undefeated at they one were point. Stomping through people. Yeah. And then after like the the midseason break, just poof, done. They've started to tank at the wrong times. Although to be fair, they've been kind of getting getting some cracks in the armor here too. But yeah, that's that's crazy. So who do you got? I'd be shocked if the Titans lost to the Texans. Yeah, do, but you know, you never know. You never know. It could it happen. Yeah. Uh, the Broncos, I highly doubt will beat the Chiefs. Um, I mean, why would they need to? Other than you know, just for honor and pride for a rivalry game. Uh, I mean, they'll play their hard outs, but I just, I don't think they're, they won't get it. Um, I could see the Browns beating the Bengals. Um, the Bengals are another team that have kind of been, you know, what team is going to show up? Like they struggled against the Broncos and, you know, that's, that's a team that I could see trading blows with the Browns and I could see the Browns beating them. Uh, that'll probably be my upset of the week. Browns beating the Bengals. 
And then... You really figure that's going to happen? I could see it. Well, I guess if Joe Burrow doesn't play, then maybe. Yeah. Um, I forget it's the last week. Yeah. I got Titans, Chiefs. So Chiefs would play the... They'll play the Chargers. I, I doubt the Raiders and the Chargers are going to tie. Um, it's just not going to happen. The less the less rivals you can have in the playoffs, the better. Both of them are going to play to win. <laughs> None of them want that team again for a third yeah. time. Yeah. It's bad enough Kansas City and LA is going to see each other for a third time. Yeah. It, it'd be even worse if you have to play another one. Man, maybe I should buy my Herbert jersey so that way I can wear it in case they win against KC. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Then I'll have the Colts playing the Bengals – or the Bills, sorry. And then – now, would the Bengals fall to fifth or would they fall to fourth? They'd fall to fourth, so they play New England. Okay. So New England and the Bengals then. And I want I want in you know, I want in division games in the playoff. Yeah. Stake. Yeah. Yep. Who represents who in the national or in the championship game? <laughs> right. But then for the NFC, I'll, the Packers are going to beat the Lions. Um, well, the Packers unless, the unless they rest the everybody, then oh, the Lions. Yeah. They're resting Aaron Rodgers. Oh, okay. So the Lions might actually have a chance there. They might. Um, Love is no uh, sleeper, though. Yeah. Well, and let's see. If they lose, for them to keep their spot, the Rams would have to lose. And the Bucks. No, they're already locked in, buddy. Out of the first seed? Mm-hmm. Okay. So it doesn't matter then? Nope. Interesting. Okay. Well, in that case, I got the Packers in the first seed. I have the Rams playing the um, Saints. And then I have the Buccaneers playing... The Eagles, Cards versus the Cowboys. I mean, not a whole lot can really shift there. Um, in the NFC, it's pretty locked in. Uh, we all know that the 49ers probably won't. That's another coaching vacancy that could happen after this year. He's already on the hot seat. Who? Uh, Shanahan. Oh, yeah. Nah, they wouldn't want Harbaugh back. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying in general, no. like that's another coaching vacancy that could happen this year. Like it's 50 50 if they don't make the playoffs. But time will tell. Uh, but yeah, those are my predictions, at least for the final bracket. Um, we'll give a more accurate prediction once, you know. Everything is finalized. And then we'll have our Super Bowl favorites. 
as well. But this will be a really crazy week, I think. We could have a few upsets and we could have a few close calls or we could have some blowouts too. Who knows? Uh, they're saying here in Denver that we should rest Cortland Sutton and Bradley Chubb just because they do get they're more injury prone right now and just to rest them just so that they don't have to risk it and they can be healthy next season. But I don't know. Even teams that are like not in the playoff picture anymore are thinking about resting some of their guys or probably should might as well that's why we i don't understand the whole 18 week crap yeah because whoopee you eliminated one week of preseason but your preseason is week 18 now pretty much well i think it makes things i mean either way it gets interesting if teams are really close because like the Saints and the 49ers could swap, but it's very unlikely considering the Saints don't have that tough of a matchup with the Falcons. It could be rough if they lose, but you know, if the 49ers lose, then I guess they would stay in, wouldn't they? Nothing would change. So then, yeah, that's. I, th- I think the Saints will make it in, just barely. But I, I don't think they'll make it past the first round. No, no, not playing the Rams. No way. Nope. Unless the Rams just fall apart. It could happen, but I doubt it. And then what? <laughs> I think it's funny how we're talking so much crap on the Steelers, but here they are in the bubble, or on the bubble, behind the Raiders. <laughs> That, that would be an interesting game, though, because let's say the Raiders do beat the Chargers, the Chargers fall, and the Ravens win. Well, actually, yeah, nah. I don't know. That That's just a – I think that'll be my fun game to watch there just because who knows what's at stake there. Because I think the Raiders would have to win. And then the Ravens would also have to win. And I think that would... uh, The Colts would have to lose. And then both of those teams would get in. Man, that's a headache just waiting to happen. Oh my gosh. But see, again, it's kind of like what you said. It, these matchups aren't good enough, I guess, because the chances of the Colts losing are pretty slim to none. Chances of the 49ers winning are pretty slim to none. The Saints, I mean, the 49ers lose. Like, if you're going to add an extra week, like, make it like rivalry games. Yeah, like the Chiefs and Broncos. And right, or something. I don't know if you call that a rivalry at this point because the Chiefs kind of own the Broncos. but Yeah. Well, like the Steelers and Ravens is a good one. Right. Raiders and Chargers is a good one. Right. Uh, I guess they are rivalries here in the last week. Well, it's just... they're all in, in division games, but it's just like. Yeah. I don't know. 
like the Broncos and the Patriots would be a good one, or the Bills and right. I guess the Cowboys. I guess you don't know how the season's going to go. I guess you know if the Broncos were relevant and the Chiefs were relevant, that'd be one hell of a matchup. You know. Whatever. Yeah. But with uh, with the Raiders and the Chargers also being relevant, now that would be crazy. Right. We thought that was going to happen this year, but <laughs> nope. Only three of them, and that barely happened. Yeah. I feel like Oakland and the Chargers are both barely hanging on. Yeah. Um, all right, let's talk about uh the MVP race. Ooh, yes. Um if you want to lead off, you can. Sorry. I need to type it in. There we go. Okay. Most updated. Number one is Aaron Rodgers. These are just the rankings as they stand. Number two is Tom Brady, which I think is interesting. Um, he does have more tutties, more yards. Does have more interceptions and he has a lower pass rating because of that. So that that's interesting. Jonathan Taylor, this man is redonkulous. Yeah, but he's not going to uh, win it. No, he won't. He won't. Joe Burrow is in the race as well. Four thousand six hundred eleven yards. Uh, that. Ooh. Interesting. Man, Tom Brady almost has 5,000 passing yards this season. Yeah. Jeez. That's going to go downhill this week, though. Saying. And Cooper Cup. I didn't know that he was even in the race. That's a really interesting one. Although almost 2,000 yards receiving, 138 receptions, and 15 tutties ain't too bad for a wide receiver. Um, my top three. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. Jonathan Taylor. And Joe Burrow, if he can pick up the pace this week. Because he does technically have a higher pass rating than Tom Brady does. Well, he doesn't have many yards. So, yeah. So, we'll see. Is Tom Brady playing this week? I don't know. That's what's also like upsetting right now to me, right? I'm yeah. I got those ESPN fantasy leagues, and we got the second week of our championship. Why? Yep. How many? How many guys are really going to play? Yeah, I, mean, I know. I'm it's... winning. I'm winning all my games by a lot of points, but still. Yeah, I am too. I'd be pissed if I was like trailing, and then half my team decides not to play because all of them are in the playoffs. 
I don't know, it's just dumb. Anyways, I'm on a tangent of week 18, apparently. Apparently, I'm not happy about it. <laughs> Let's see. Here's another thing, too, that I will say about the extra game. Mm-hmm. They're talking about it already, how records could be broken just because of the extra week. Yeah. You're going to start having quarterbacks that are going to start surpassing legends just because they have more games during the regular season. Now, in your mind, would that change your opinion on who the greatest of all time is like in the future? Like, because someone's going to surpass Brady pretty, you know, quicker than everyone thinks just because in, in record marks, just because of the extra game. Especially if they're really good. So going forward, do you think that people will be like, oh, well, you know, Peyton Manning did it when it was only 16 games. You yeah, know? I think that's going to be a conversation. Yeah, but yeah, my my MVP finalists. Uh, I know Brady might break a record here, but honestly, how many yards did Jameis Winston have that one year? Oh God, uh, with Tampa Bay, Here we go. Uh, da, 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 da. Oh, that's not it. There we go. Career stats. Let's see. The year he da, 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 5,109. So Brady, as it stands, would have to throw. And eh, that's doable. He'd have to have a 200 yard game pretty much. Not even. He'd have to have a 100-yard game, and he'd beat it. But that's not, like, the all-time record. Because right. the all-time record for a single season... is 5,477. So in order to do that, Brady would have to throw practically 500 yards in one game, which is not going to happen. No. Especially with that injured receiving core. He's going to be lucky to have a 300-yard game. And that's just being an average quarterback. So... We'll see. But, um, yeah, I just, I don't. That's the only leg I feel like ESPN is holding on Brady. Yeah, it's just the fact that he could have a 5,000 yard season when Jameis Winston did it in 16 games. I mean, he just, yeah. I'm just saying. He needs 10 yards. <laughs> I'm being, I'm being devil's advocate. I am too. Cause it's like, okay cool, you 
have a 5,000 yard season with one extra game. And keep in mind, Brady hasn't hit 5,000 yards in a single season in his whole career until this year. I'm pretty sure. Let me double check that, but. Boom, Brady stats, career. Let's see. He's had one 5,000-yard passing season. He threw 5,235 yards. He's not even going to hit that this season with, with the extra game. game. Yeah. He's never hit that again in his, in his career. In fact, he's never even come close <laughs> since then. The closest he's been since then is what he has right now. And 2007, when he had 4,800 yards. At 2012, I guess, would be the closest one since then. Because it was 4,827. But still, he averages double digits in interceptions, too, when he does this. So... The highest QBR he's ever had. Jeez. That's that's good, but it's not. Eh. 117. And I think he won the MVP that year. But he threw for 50 touchdowns and he had eight interceptions. Was that in uh, when they went 16-0? I think so. Oh, wow. Look at that. The... Uh, Oh, that wasn't the 5,000-yard season. Um, oh, that's not at all. Let's see. 2007. Okie dokie. Yeah, 16 and 0. When he had that passer rating? Yup. Hmm. Yep. And they ain't, they ain't undefeated this year. No. But look at the re wide receiver core he had. Oh, yeah. Yeah. In fact, let me, oops, hold on, go back. Boom. Let's look at this roster here. <laughs> okay, we have. Wait, so his eight. highest one is one, one what? So his highest, like, Oh, his high, highest passer rating ever in his whole career has been 117. Oh, that's that that's interesting. Huh. Weird. Yeah. That's Aaron the Rogers, highest pass rating uh, he's ever had. Uh 122, 121. Huh. Weird. Mm-hmm. He's never come close to hitting five thousand yards since two thousand and eleven. Hmm. And he had a one oh five pass rating that year 
39 tutties, but 12 interceptions. And his completion rating was 65. I've never, like, looked at Aaron Rodgers' stats, but he hasn't had a 5,000 yard. No. But think about the schemes, though, right? Oh, yeah. Green Bay's never been a passing football team. They've been run it down your throat, pass it when you need to, and dumping cuts and here and there and whatever. Well, and what what helps Rodgers too is he's able to throw it. He was able to throw it deep a lot more than Brady was when he was in New England. Yeah, and he's had some miraculous throws the throwing last, last minute. Time Aaron Rodgers had a double digit interception year was uh, two thousand and ten. Jeez. And ever since then, it, his highest has been eight, and that was in 2015. Everything else yeah. is six to five to four. In 2018, he only threw two. Jeez. Aaron Rodgers should win the MVP, period. That's just mine. Yeah. The, the guys missed one game. In his career, COVID this right. year because of the COVID thing, he missed one week, so he should have more than three thousand yards passing. Jeez. And this year, his uh, pass ratings one eleven point one. Yeah. Holy, but what Jesus, is, what is? What is Tom Brady's passer rating like career? Uh his career pass rating. Let me I got it right here. So in his whole career, his pass rating is well, that's not it. Uh oh, I see. Dang it, I just had it. Where'd it go? Okay. Here we go. Oh. There it is. All right. Uh, So in his career, his QBR is right. There it is. 97.5. In his whole career, that's on Mm -hmm. average. (laughs) <laughs> Get a kick of this, though. Hold on. So, in Brady's career, he's had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen seasons out of twenty-two that he's thrown for over. Uh, four thousand yards. In a single season. Peyton Manning said one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen seasons where he's thrown for four thousand or more. Like you'll we'll never see another Tom Brady, right? No. Just like getting to the Super Bowl, being able to win a Super Bowl, being able to clutch up and win one. Yeah. But when you start looking at statistics, I just 
like we got off off topic here. We went from MVP to overall careers. Um, I mean, we're we're still talking about it though, because look at look at Manning when he won the MVP. That's true, but when you look at overall like career stuff, right? Yeah, I would take an Aaron Rodgers and a Peyton Manning over Brady. Oh, easily. If you get them in the right team, they could rattle off Super Bowls also. Yeah. Yeah, it shows how hard it actually is to win a Super Bowl, and that's what makes Brady so up there and everything. You know, it's no different than the LeBron James talk. Look how many NBA finals he's been to. Yeah. How many is he want? Four or five? Five? Is he up to five? Uh, No, he's up to four. Four. Let's see, two with the Heat, one with Cleveland, one with, yeah, one yeah, with LA. Four. Okay, so he's four. Um, so, yeah, I, I get where everybody's coming from, but I feel like on the side of greatest ever conversations has really gotten off topic of ring chasing or how many rings they got. Yeah. And not what did they do in their career. Right. Yeah. Because even like Drew Brees, yeah, he won one Super Bowl, but Drew Brees was fantastic yeah. in his prime. So, I mean, we're not. No one's going to go out there and be like, "Yeah, Dan Marino sucked." Right. He didn't have any ring. No, he was a fantastic quarterback and just never got the team around him to fully capture a Super Bowl. Right. Whatever. Happened. Well, and. What let's let's bring Drew Brees into this conversation, because he has more five thousand passing yard seasons than any quarterback ever. Right. So, all right, let's see here. So, if you put, let's say this: if you put Aaron Rodgers in the Bill Belichick system instead of if Brady and him flip, you think Aaron Rodgers would have more rings than Brady? Because you figure, no. you figure Rodgers has gotten hurt also. Yeah. He got hurt in 13. He got hurt in 17. He's been hurt a few times. Yeah. I, I will give Brady props on not being, not getting injured. However, he also never really put his body on the line either. Right. No. Aaron Rodgers would run. Drew Brees would run. He's Peyton Manning runs. would even run. Yeah. And he's not even a running quarterback. No. I can think of two or three times in Brady's whole career that he's ran and put his body on the line. Yeah, you know when Brady starts running, it's game over for the other team. Yeah. But it's... So, jeez, <laughs> you could tell Breeze started to decline here a little bit. <laughs> All right. Even in his years, though, that he was declining, he has a better uh, completion percentage than Brady has average in his career. So let's see. Uh, 67.69 is his average 
but it doesn't help that he was really bad when he was in San Diego. He was really low, and then you can see him improve at as the years go by in New Orleans, and then he starts to decline a little bit. Uh, then you have, let's see, uh, interceptions. There it is. Yeah, okay, there's there's something to be said. You can't base it all off of interceptions because Drew Brees had a bunch of interceptions in some of his careers or in, in seasons, especially when he started throwing for 5,000-plus yards. But, I mean... I guess we could make that argument about Joe Montana. Like, he didn't have the greatest, you know, ratings in, you know, the regular season either. He had a lot of interceptions as well. However, name one quarterback that hasn't thrown an interception at all in any of their Super Bowl wins. Him? Yeah. In fact, I don't think there's anyone else who's done that. You know, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't like to, like, I, at least like Brady, Breeze, Aaron Rodgers are all in the same era, you know? Yeah. It's so hard. I, when you I start hate, I other hate, eras. yeah, I hate comparing i hate that oh well brady's better than montana okay flip the rules then put montana in brady's rules system good yeah luck. you can't touch the quarterback anymore yeah good luck. back then they were running for their lives half the time and they got hit yeah, they got there was smoked. no when there was no tuck rule there was no you know uh you know roughing the passer if they got hit late back then it was a tougher game back then. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, it was. So, yeah, I think Aaron Rodgers should win the MVP. All this hoopla about the whole outside of football discussion why where people were putting that into it, and they just they need to get over it. Focus yeah. on this football stuff. I mean, if I'm being honest, I think the NFL MVP race is a little cursed anyways. Because right. the MVP doesn't always win the the big the big yeah. game. You could tell you could say that about the Heisman too. Yeah. Yeah. What Reggie Bush won it in 05 and lost to Texas to Vince Young. He also had that scandal too. Well, yeah. that was that was because he was getting paid, supposedly. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. But yeah. that should they should give him his Heisman back because now people are getting paid. So, yeah, does it really matter now? You know, <laughs> it don't really matter. Let him have the stupid trophy back. Yep. Well, here you go. Here's all the records that could be broken just in our eight treat our 18 week, you know, season. 
Most receiving yards could be broken in a single season. Who was holding that record? Calvin Johnson with 1,964 yards in 2012. Okay. Cooper Cup enters that game with 1,829. So he would need, well, he needs 140 yards. Maybe. He might break it. Or 130, really. It's possible. He could do it. Uh, The next one. Most receptions. Current record holder, Michael Thomas, 149 in 2019. Cup enters with 138 catches in the season. So he needs essentially like 11 more, and he's tied it. So 12 more, and he breaks it. Okay. Most sacks. Michael Strahan set that in 2001 with 22.5. TJ Watt could break this record by, well, by getting 23. (laughs) Right now he has 21.5. So he needs two more sacks to break it. That's doable. Or a sack and a half to break it. Doable. Very doable. Most completions. Current record holder, Drew Brees, with 471. Tom Brady could break it as he enters the game this week with 456. So he needs to throw 20 completions. That's doable for Brady. Yeah. Yeah. Most passing yards. (laughs) That's not going to happen. I'm sorry. (laughs) The 500 yards. Yeah, he needs that. So he needs. So it's 5,477. That was set in uh, 2013. Brady needs. By Manning? Yeah. Brady needs to throw 488 yards on Sunday to break it. Yeah, that ain't happening. No, that is not. I don't care who you are. That is not happening. He'll get to 5,000. He only needs 10 yards to get to 5,000. That's not impossible for him to do. He's not going to get... He'll be lucky to throw 300 yards on Sunday. That'll be it. Uh, Most attempts. Current record holder, Matthew Stafford, with 727. Brady has 682. He needs 46 to break it. Wow. Really? That could be broken this year? The most interceptions record for a single season could be broken. The current record holder is Night Train Lane with 14 in 1952. Think about that, everybody. 1952. Is Diggs possibly going to break that one? Uh, yep. Trayvon Diggs could break it. He enters the game with 12. He needs two more to tie it. Oh, no. He needs three interceptions to tie it and four to break it. (laughs) Yeah, those are all the records. So what? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven records could be broken in one week. Well, 
six because Brady's not going to get that passing the passing yards. There's no way. I just I don't like it being. I don't either. It's crazy though that we're able to witness another like weird era change, right? Yeah. Back in you and me can officially say back in my day they only played sixteen games. Right. None of this mumbo jumbo eighteen season games. Technically seventeen. Oh, yeah, 17, sorry. But still, sorry, the the week 18 threw me off. I was like, <laughs> who'd have thunk we'd even have a week 18? All right. But and they expanded are. the playoffs, and yeah. Yeah, back in my day, only 16 ma- Six teams made the playoffs. Not hey, this. MLB's doing the same thing. Yeah. The college football playoff might be doing the same thing. Uh, That's another thing we'll be able to say. We saw the BCS first, then they right? expanded to four. <laughs> Back in my day, we didn't have no playoff and system was, in the college it, foosballs. And then they took it. They said, screw that. That's boring. Let's make it 16 teams. Oh, jeez. Or eight teams, or whatever they want to do, or 12, or... I think we talked about this earlier. Didn't you, yeah, you did. and me both agree that eight is perfect? Yeah. 12 is even better, I think. You think 12? Yeah. Okay. That that would be pretty eight interesting, to 12, I guess. Eight to 12 is good. And they need to start having it um, where... They, uh, um, I lost my train of thought. Where they hold it, not a, um, crap. It's on the tip of my tongue. They need to have it a, they need colleges to be hosting these games, not neutral sites. Ah, that'd be pretty interesting. They're, uh, clap, now would you... clap from Fox Sports. There's a YouTube video. I should send it to you. You should watch it because he has a perfect. The NCAA needs to hire that guy, and I mean he breaks it down to a science on what they should do and how they should do it, and it would make NCAA crap ton more money because he's he's pretty much suggesting you expand it to whatever. You have colleges host games. You have your top two teams or whatever have a buy. And it's just not exclusively on ESPN. You can have Fox air some games. You can have CBS air some games. And then you can have ESPN air some games. Where it's just not exclusively. Because, you know, most of the money comes from TV, right? Yeah. (laughs) So that's what they need to do on that. That's my three cents without trying to re-talk about stuff we already talked about. Yeah. Now, does that mean that they don't play in bowl games anymore for the playoff games? Or they don't, like... Because let's say Nebraska's playing Oregon in a playoff game. <laughs> would you? But they're at neutral site. Or not neutral. Uh, they're at Nebraska, let's say. Would they still call that the, you know, the Sugar Bowl? 
or would it just no, be? No, it's just round well, one. Okay. They need a. They need. They need to get rid of this bowl and playoff in one thing. They need to have yeah. bowl games and they need to have playoff. Yeah. Where teams that don't make the playoff, they just play the bowl games. They play the Sugar Bowl. They play the Rose Bowl. They play the Tostitas Fiesta Bowl or the PlayStation Fiesta Bowl or whatever it's called now. They play the Gator Bowl. They play the Outback Bowl. The Cotton Baseball, Bowl. The Cotton Bowl. Bowl. You know, and you can even you can even shrink the bowl game. So there isn't as many bowl games like we talked about a couple weeks ago. Or yeah. It's just New Year Six bowl games. That's all there is. Because what you would do is you would play your regular season. You shorten your regular season. You have your conference championship game. Then you have those New Year's Six games. And then you have your playoff games. So that mm-hmm. way you're your time in between, or you can have your couple first rounds or second round playoffs, right? After your conference championship, play those games. Then you have your new year six games, and then you play the rest of your playoff. Mm-hmm. So that way there isn't these teams. You think about it, right? They played the conference championship game. What the beginning of December was it? Yeah. They didn't play until the end of December. That's almost a month off for these kids to not play football. Yeah. And then I think you can lose so much momentum doing I that. Think that's, I think that's part of the problem with these blowout games. I think that's yeah. the problem. These kids are rolling up here cold. The last time they played a physical game was a month ago. Yep. I mean, that shows you where preparation and coaching and keeping your, your team in check comes into effect, but it's, I don't, I don't think it's the right thing. Now, do you think we would have different income or outcomes of certain games like that we've had in the past, like, you know, Alabama getting upset by Texas A&M or, you know, uh, I would even say Oregon getting, uh, you know, beat by Oklahoma this year was a pretty big one. Or uh, I'm trying to think of any really big upsets that are like. Like during the regular season or during bowl season? Or bowl season. I think. Or I, guess, I guess we could use the playoff situation as an example, too. Well, I mean. They wait the longest out of anybody. Michigan got blown out by Georgia yep. and you know Cincinnati got blown out by Alabama. Yeah. Um I don't think that changes any outcomes. I think it makes it a little bit closer, but I think obviously the two teams will beat those two any day of the week. Yeah. Um, the way I that think, they played it was I think the Michigan Georgia game would have been a little bit closer. Yeah. Um but I think Georgia still would have beat them. Uh it I just I don't agree what they're doing. I honestly prefer just go back to the BCS bowls. Just go back to the BCS. Have two teams. Screw it. Because that's pretty much what we're getting out of it at this point. And even the championship games a joke sometimes. Like last year's yeah. championship game was a joke. Ohio State, Alabama. Yeah. yeah. The LSU championship game was an absolute just toast show with Joe Burrow. Yeah. Yep. 
but well, I guess only time will tell to see so how all of this plays out. To kind of wrap this up, because yeah, I think this is the last subject, anyways, right? Yeah. Um, what do you think? Who do you think is going to uh, to win the national championship this year? Georgia. You think so? Yeah. Because okay, let me bring up. I know I keep bringing up these weird weird things. Do you think uh, it's kind of crazy of me thinking this? Do you think Georgia lost on purpose to Alabama to get another SEC team in the playoff so the SEC would get more money out of it? Or do you You're think talking about some Illuminati type stuff there? <laughs> <laughs> or do you think Alabama just beat them straight up? Or do you think Georgia did that to get the more money or to just play possum so that when Bama, because they knew they were going to face Bama again, to kind of give them that false sense of hope that they could just go in and wreck them? I think it's possible. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, right, like, well, I don't know, because you run that risk of not even making the playoff if certain teams win. But, uh, I think that's just such a that's such a high risk, high reward type of gamble that you would take. Just because, like, well, maybe that's just more. If they did take it, knowing that they would be in the playoff, though, that's just more of a sign on how rigged the playoff system really is. Good. Because they're going in knowing win or lose, we're making the playoff. Well, I mean, we knew Georgia was making it no matter what out of that. Yeah. You can't deny Georgia out of that. Yeah, they, they have the through, top defense in the country. They went through right the now. whole the whole season undefeated, and they lost to Alabama. And the championship game. Right. And if Bama would have lost, they would have been out of the championship. There would have been yeah. no way they could have snuck them in. No. They, they, they would have had two losses. Hell. Yeah, they would have had two losses going up against – they would have put Notre Dame back in it. But yeah, I I don't think they did it on purpose, but I do think they didn't necessarily play typical Georgia football like they, you know. I just, were I was just curious. To. I know that's like whack thinking. I know that's no, like... it's it's legitimate though. It it's possible, but I think it's just such a high, that's such a gamble. Yeah. Just in hindsight, like, I don't know, but I, I will, I will say, I think it's more likely that they, they didn't play to their full ability just to kind of see what type of Alabama team they're dealing with. You know, how hard are they actually going to play? Bama didn't play good in the playoff. If they actually, I'm not no. saying Cincinnati's a good, not a good team, but I feel like if they were facing a Michigan, yeah, I feel like Michigan could have beat them. I do too. 
if they were playing at Georgia, I feel like they could have beat them. Well, and what? And I feel like okay. So I'm going back to to the to the rigged part of this, right? Why did Michigan jump Georgia? Hmm. Does anyone know why? Did they really explain that? Why would you have those? What? Why I think did they it, jump them? I think that comes down to having a conference championship you with their record. I think so. Okay, so if that's the case, then Georgia should have been number four. Yeah, but also remember, too, you know, this is the same exact thing that they did with Florida State in the very first playoff. They were the only undefeated team in the playoff bracket. They didn't want Florida State in the playoff bracket in the first place because they knew they weren't that good, but they had to put them in there because they're undefeated. And they have a conference championship. Hmm. True. So, I mean, the committee didn't want Cincinnati in there. Cincinnati's the only undefeated team that's in the top 10, let alone the top five, you know. And it was more of a, they have to put them in there, whether they wanted to or not. Because you got to give the undefeated, you know, conference champion a, a chance can't just jip them out just because you don't think they'll make it. Like if they, they did what you expected them to do or what should be expected of them to make a playoff. Yeah. And so on, you know, that goes back to expanding the playoff more, you know, yeah. and they could have set them even lower, right. but either way they would have made it. So, uh, Yeah. I think that's where that comes in. So Michigan and Alabama have a tight, have a conference title, you know, the records kind of even out. So Georgia ends up because they lost their title game. They end up going behind Michigan ranking wise. And then because Cincinnati wasn't expected to do much uh, all season, pretty much if they were put in the playoff, uh, that's why they got fourth place. That's how I see it logically. Um, but uh, I mean, both of them didn't deserve what they had, you know? It's true. It, it sucks to say because I was on the Michigan train, but again, it, it's just so weird. I, you went from seeing absolutely nothing from Georgia that you'd seen all season in their championship game, right? Yeah. But then you come into the, the playoff and yeah that's and what i'm you, saying what i'm saying i know There's and i totally sweat. get where you're coming from with it i get it i see what you mean it's a little, little sketchy that's yeah i don't think that was necessarily their intention but no. i think that's what it's coming out as though yeah, yeah. Oh. well and you know it could also be that i i went into it thinking you know they're probably a little cocky going into the championship game. They're undefeated. They already beat Alabama once this year. They're going to do it again. You know, they have the number one defense in the nation. Like, they're, you know, 
all this other stuff they're feeding into the you know they're going to be the top, the champions this year they're going to be this they're going to be that they're they are this you know they are the champ like calling it before it's even started and you know they go into it maybe they were testing the waters maybe they were kind of setting alabama up for the the title game this year i don't know but it's interesting Yeah. Well, with that being said, I do think it's time to wrap it up. Um, there's anything else you had left to say, but I, I got Georgia winning the title game. Yeah. Just, they, they played more like themselves this past weekend in their playoff game. I do think that if Michigan was playing Alabama, they would have given them more of a run for their money than Cincinnati did. And the reason why Michigan didn't do that against Georgia is because, well, Georgia was playing like the number one defense again, and they were stopping everything offensively for Michigan. So the whole game, whole game. So, yeah, that's that's how I see it. What about you? I agree with you. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. But I thank you guys for – Yeah, I do too. I'm hoping for a nice, good, strong, competitive game. That's all I want. But all right, that'll do it for us here. Um, thanks for tuning in. And we'll catch you guys next week. Adios. See ya. Thank you.